With each interview I have here on the Sweet Empowerment Podcast, I get so excited because I'm a lifelong learner. I'm someone who just wants knowledge and information. I want to make the best and most out of this time that we have here on planet Earth. And inviting Susan Bratton to be on the Sweet Empowerment Podcast was one of those moments where I truly just sank into just the fact that we have so much more information out there available to us if we dare to look. Susan Bratton is an intimacy expert to millions. She is a champion and advocate for all of those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life long. She is the co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media, Inc., and a publisher of heart-connected lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills. She is a best-selling author and publisher of 34 books and programs, including Sexual Soulmates, Relationship Magic, Revive Her Drive, Ravish Him, Steamy Sex Ed, The Passion Patch, Hormone Balancing, and Hot to Trot. Susan has been featured in the New York Times and on CNBC and the Today Show, as well as frequent appearances on ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox, and NBC. I'm super excited to introduce you to Susan Bratton, so let's get started. My guest today is someone who I immediately connected with energetically just simply through email. I'm super excited to introduce her to you today. Her name is Susan Bratton. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Perfectly. Okay. So Susan, welcome to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. I feel extremely honored to have you here. I love the work you are doing in the world. I think you are making a profound impact and difference in connection with relationships. And, you know, most of us know, but probably don't know to the extent that you do, that the sexual aspect of a relationship is a large part of the whole connection piece with within couples. Would this be true? Yes. Um, I think that so many obstacles get in the way of people having the intimacy that they want, that often people forfeit it. And it's easier often for a woman to give up her sex life than it is for a man. And so that also creates a lot of conflict in coupledom, where she isn't necessarily so driven to have intimacy as he is. And often that creates um, a way that he emotionally checks out of the relationship when he's not physically getting his connection. But that equally happens the other direction as well. It happens across the gender spectrum to our male and female bodied couples. Um, and, and one of the things that I like to do is I like to open up the way we think about intimacy and create a wider, more of a smorgasbord of possibility. And I also like to let people understand the difference between the masculine and the feminine and why we end up hitting some of those obstacles sometime in the hopes that I can give people solutions that will allow them to come back together in physical connection because physical connection is so important for our personal empowerment, for our self-confidence, for rebooting our nervous system, mm. for stimulating our neurotransmitters and our hormones, for making us feel connected and tethered to ourself and to others in a world where often we feel alone and disconnected. It lowers our stress. It heightens our our love, it warms our heart. It's a good physical um, event. Having, you know, pleasure is a good physical event. Mm -hmm. I think it keeps you feeling younger and acting younger. I mean, there are just so many reasons to not allow your sex life to become part of the past for fighting for your sexuality, for having the courage to stand for your sexual self, to heal past wrongs and to come into wholeness of spirit and connection with your sexuality, to have ecstatic states of connection with your sexuality. So there's just so much that's good that 
I really just try to help people figure out how to keep going. Don't give up, you know, okay, you hit a bump on the road or things aren't going that well, or you've got a little pain. How do we work around, overcome, and then solve the problem, compromise if we need to, but stay connected. Even if we're single and we don't have someone who's the perfect partner, can we have a lover? Can we just have a lover that mm-hmm. our relationship is based on the chemistry, attraction, and lovemaking? I mean, so many times we think everything has to be perfect before we can move move forward. And I like compromise a lot mm-hmm. in sexuality. I like it a lot in life, <laughs> period. Yes. So I want to touch on something really fundamental that you said in the beginning of that was that He's uh, the man is driven more sexually typically than the woman is. Can you explain why that is? Because I think that gives women the, I don't know if it's the false idea that that's all men want. That's all men want. And I know that's not true, but maybe we can help clarify that for women that might be thinking that's really all they want. And, and what's underneath that drive that they have, like what's really promoting that. And why is it that we don't have that same thing all the time. Some people, some women might, we're just going to disclaim from the top here, you and me both that we, this is not all encompassing of all men, all women, everything, you know, there's, there's no absolutes here, but could you explain that for us? Yeah. I like, Kristen, I like to think about sexuality on a big bell curve. You've got the the big majority in the middle, but you have the outliers that are less and more on the other ends. Mm-hmm. And I also like to explain that you're either born with an XX chromosome or an XY chromosome. You're either born with a penis or a vulva. And XX is the woman and XY is the man. And because of that, you are also dominant in either estrogen as a woman, XX, or testosterone as a man, XY. Your gender expression is entirely different than the parts you were given and the hormone ratios Mm -hmm. that are part of your operating system. So however you express your gender identity, I suppose, I'm in full support of, but when I talk about the differences between the man, woman, or masculine, feminine, what I'm really talking about is the difference between XX and XY, (laughs) because they do have a powerful effect on us. The masculine is, and I'm just going to, if I say man, you know what I mean. Um, The man has testosterone dominance. The female, the woman has estrogen dominance. Testosterone's signature, if you will, as a molecule, as a hormone is more horny. Um, Men need to masturbate frequently, mostly daily. Most men masturbate every day and they ejaculate every day. Most men masturbate to porn, which is bad news for us as women because they're watching primarily content that is degrading to women and is nothing like the sex that we in the matriarchal world would like to be having. So we need to teach men how to make love to us because they're not learning that when they're topping off their sperm. They actually need to keep their semen fresh because they're biologically driven to be available to us women when we need them to be available to us. Mm-hmm. So, Makes so much sense. To, we have to understand that testosterone Every morning they wake up with a heart on if they're healthy and we want them to, we want them to wake up with a heart on that's, that's health. And it, they're ready to go. They also have the, the benefit in all honesty of something called hemodynamics, which is how fast the blood runs from the rest of their body and empties into their penile chambers, their erectile tissue penile chambers, and gives them an, an almost nearly instant erection, especially mm-hmm. if they're healthy. And we don't have that. So we run on a 28 day cycle. We run with the moon. We're lunar. And we don't wake up every morning horny. We wake up about five days a month. Even after menopause, we run on a 28-day cycle with the moon. And 
when we're in ovulation, we tend, and leading up to ovulation, we tend to be hornier than the times that we're not. But that doesn't mean we don't, we don't or couldn't want to make love every day or multiple times a day. And that's totally normal too. But estrogen, it, it keeps us in our monkey mind. It's the molecule of worry. That's why women are, we need more security. We're very, we need to feel safe to be able to relax. Our arousal begins in relaxation. It doesn't begin by somebody twisting our knobs and pushing our buttons. That actually stresses us out. Where for the masculine partners, when we touch their penis immediately, it calms them down. If they grab our crotch, it annoys us. We mm -hmm. need to be touched from the outside in. Stroke hair, rub back, rub feet, rub neck, kiss, you know, don't stick your tongue in right away. Don't grab my boobs, just stroke my collarbone and my sternum and my belly and my buns. And then stroke my thighs, then the inside of my thighs, then maybe a cup my vulva instead of touch it or penetrate it, right? So we need that slow warm up, but that doesn't compute to them because, you know, they're ready to go and they want you to touch them immediately. So they're, they're playing by the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you instead of the platinum rule, which is treat your partner the way they want to be treated, not the way you want to be treated. And generally, men have very good hearts, they're very well intentioned, and they would literally give up their own pleasure to give you pleasure because they know they need to be invited back and they want to do a good job. They want a good challenge and they want to be respected for doing a good job. That's testosterone. So they need to be told what to do. And the problem is that as women, we often don't know what we want. We just know what we're getting isn't it. And if we tell them what we think, if we give them a correction, they have a contraction and it ruins the mood. So we suck it up and we're in silence. Mm. And those are the things that kind of get us in trouble is number one, he doesn't understand our operating system. We don't understand his. Number two, he's testosterone dominant. We're estrogen dominant. We're all up in our head. Our mind is going a million miles an hour. We need someone to ground us into our body and get us to slow down and relax so we can let our fluids flow. We can let our mouth water. We can let our eyes tear. We can let our vagina lubricate. We need that let down time where often he's thinking he's trying to turn us on, get us going. And that's actually having the counter effect. We're feeling like we're getting grabbed at or you know rushed or pushed. That's not what's actually happening, but that's our perception of it from our own perspective. He's just trying to do a good job. And the problem is that what he did to you the last time he made love isn't working this time because we're on these cycles where sometimes we're a kitty cat and sometimes we're a lioness and mm -hmm. he never knows what's going to end up in the bed with him, but he's probably going to get scratched if he does it wrong. And so then mm -hmm. he's afraid to do anything and then he plays it safe and then you get bored. You can see we're all... <laughs> Right. You can see what this is right. like. Yeah, right. This sounds like so familiar. And there are ways that you can circumnavigate those things, shortcut those things, mollify and mitigate those differences between the sexes. Once you're number one, aware of what they are, which I've just given you the awareness, mm -hmm. like, oh, right, this is making a lot of sense to me. Mm, I can see my life pattern in everything Susan Bratton is saying right now, you know? <laughs> so, how do you? How do you flip the switch and turn your mate into your sexual soulmate? How do you turn your date into your sexual soulmate? What are the, the tricks that help us get those two mm -hmm. operating systems in alignment, talking to each other, and then allow us to leverage the ecstatic states of bliss that we can co-create, where we can not only connect with each other, but connect with source, with Gaia with mm -hmm. spirit, mm. because really spirit is always available to us for connection. And our orgasms are all inside us waiting to come out. We don't have any, everything we need is within us right now.
Mm-hmm. We don't need any external anything. You can add things like great toys, which I'd love to talk about. I have some recommendations because once you begin to give yourself orgasms, you'll have better orgasms. You'll have more orgasms. You'll have easier orgasms. You'll want more sex. When you have more sex, you'll have even more orgasms and different kinds. There's 20 different kinds of orgasms we can have in the male and female bodies. So there's an unlimited potential for ecstasy that can be created together if you're willing to begin as beginners and learn together, which also is one of the things that creates really good, exciting relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, you've given us such a clear blueprint of really the differences and, and the dynamics that happens. And I, I did hair for 30 years. So I talked to a lot of people, men and women, and it's, you've, you've literally laid out what, what happens yeah. in the male female relationships with sexually, because I hear so much of this. I've heard so much of this over the years, quick question yeah. before we go on, because I, I just want to clarify for people, we're, we're going to talk about sexual soulmates. Um, as a coach, I hear a lot of people talk about chemistry where they're like, well, I just don't feel chemistry with this person, or I mm-hmm. feel great chemistry with this person. I would kind of like a little breakdown just for clarity purposes of what, what is really true chemistry with somebody? Can you feel it immediately? Um, does that always translate to the bedroom? Number one, but number two is sexual soulmate soulmates are created, which I love that. I read that about you because I believe that about a lot of things that it's created. It's what we're bringing to the equation that really enhances the equation. So if you can maybe break down chemistry and really what a sexual soulmate is and how that all kind of jives together or doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that um, I'm going to be talking about, where's my book? Here it is. Slid down beside my sofa cushions here. Um, Sexual soulmates, the six essentials for connected sex. What I want to do is I do want to go over the six essentials for connected sex, because this is the foundation of how you co-create your sexual soulmatery (laughs) with anyone. So there's chemistry, which is, all right, I personally love tall, lithe men with long hair. I like a guy who has long hair. I like Mm -hmm. a long haired guy. Mm -hmm. I like an old gray haired, long haired, hippie looking guy. Mm -hmm. I like guys with big biceps. I'm attracted to biceps. I think they're really sexy. I love to run my hands on them while I make out with a guy and feel his big muscles. I equally am turned on by slight Indian men. They're very sexy to me. I like how limber they are and I love the brown color of their skin and I think they're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm also attracted to buxom brunette women. I love a girl with a nice big booty and a big smile and long dark hair, Mm -hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? So those are just a couple of things I like. Mm -hmm. Everybody has those things that are physical attractions. Then there are certain people who they might look really weird, but you get within a foot of them and you're just like magnetized by them. It's the pheromones, it's the aura, it's their smell, it's their their magnetism where you're thinking to yourself, geez, this person, I, I am thinking about having sex with this person and I can't even believe it. Like they're not my type at all, but there is something about them where if I'm, if I stand too close, I'm going to attack them. I better <laughs> keep my distance, right? So there's that kind of chemistry. And then there's the kind of chemistry that is created over time with anyone with whom you have a heart connection, because ultimately though you might have these certain types that you that are vis, vis, you know visually appealing to you what you're really attracted to is the heart connection the safety you feel the way they meet your value system how joyful you feel in their presence you know you could say well i don't know what it is you know i'm i'm like 3 inches taller than you are i've never dated a taller <laughs> man but you're like a spinner to me, but I am so happy when I'm with you that I don't even notice the height difference, whatever. I'm just making stuff up. Right. But those are all 
different facets of attraction. There's vis visual attraction. There's the ethereal attraction. There's the joyfulness and the way a person makes you feel that's attractive. So there's many kinds of attraction. And the good news is that you can have them all. Mm -hmm. You can walk up to a big beefy guy at a party and say, can I touch your biceps? They're fantastic. You must work out a lot. You can walk up to a beautiful brunette and say, gosh, you are so pretty and sexy to me. I just love the way you look. You look like a goddess to me. I just think you're so beautiful. It doesn't have to go any further than that. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can have a spinner boyfriend who's shorter than you are. It doesn't matter because what you're really looking for is the joy of connection. And it doesn't have to go all the way to sex. There's a lot of flirting to be done. There's a lot of adoration available in our lives if we allow ourselves to savor our adoration, our turn on, our chemistry. What's wrong with telling someone you think they're sexy? You don't have to do anything else but that. Mm -hmm. So the more that you live life as a turned on person, the more that you are cultivating your sexual being, the more that you're expanding your orgasmic potential, you're opening your heart, you're deepening your love, you're increasing your sexual skill, your touch techniques, your ability to communicate your desires, your ability to receive as well as to give, your ability to take on the masculine in one moment and the feminine in another. All of these things are dimensions of you cultivating yourself as someone who is turned on. Because the thing about sexuality is that a turned on person is a person who is powered by their turn on. Their creativity is supported by their turn on. They have a lust for life, not just a lust for sex, but mm -hmm. a lust for life. Their passion shows, it shows itself in their creativity and their spark and the twinkle in their eye and the jump in their spring in their footstep, in the way they hold their body and take care of their body. You become a more magnetic person as you allow yourself to fully express your sexuality in as many facets as possible. Mm -hmm. I love that. In your book, The Sexual Soulmate Pack, you talk about the two agreements for passionate lovemaking. Yeah. Could you please explain those? Yes. Yeah. So the Sexual Soulmate Pact is one of the six essentials for connected sex. And it's probably the most powerful sex technique that I've ever created. I've been an intimacy expert for 15 years. I've published over 20 programs on how to transform having sex into making love. I've written 35 books and techniques on passionate lovemaking because I didn't want to be a therapist or a sexologist or a psychiatrist. I didn't want to deal with the problems, though I do have to deal with people's sexual problems when I'm helping them. I don't do one-on-one -on -one work. What I am is a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques. I teach people how to have hot sex, how mm -hmm. to have heart-connected, conscious lovemaking, mm -hmm. how to realize that pornography is horrible, degrading to women, and not serving either person, mm -hmm. and how to have what is so much more fulfilling and uplifting. And when I wrote The Six Essentials of Connected Sex, it came from working for over a decade in giving people all kinds of techniques and seeing what worked best to help them transform their relationship into one that was extremely fulfilling. And the Sexual Soulmate Pact is one of the six essentials. And I broke it away right out of the book so that I could <clears throat> give it away um, so that even if a person didn't want to buy the six essentials of connected sex, sexual soulmates, they could have the Sexual Soulmate Pact. The mm -hmm. pa it's at sexualsoulmatepactpac.com com pact.com pact and what it essentially does is it teaches you that you're you live in animal bodies we like to think homo sapiens are just you know these lofty highly intelligent you know people on our earth mm -hmm. when in actual fact people are called homo sapiens human beings are called homo sapiens and we're on the same branch of the tree of life as orangutans bonobos chimpanzees we are a primate we're mm -hmm. part of the great ape family so there's whales and dolphins and ponies and puppies and then there we are right next to the chimpanzees and the bonobos mm -hmm. and that means that we're animals with big brains 
And when we get into our bodies, we can have a much better connection to our lovers and ourselves in solo pleasure than when we're in our heads. And our bodies are subject to the vagaries of being animals. How much sleep did we get? Did we overdose on sugar or alcohol? Do we have a gluten intolerance that's making our joints hurt? Do we, you know, whatever it might be, how, is our sleep poor? Um, we, you know, are, do we have allergies right now? Whenever our libido is the same, is, it's just the other side of the same coin of our health, our overall health. So if we have health issues, emotional, physical, or combination, it, it impacts our libido. So when you think about the fact that we're animals, and then you remember that as women, we're on this 28-day cycle, even after menopause, where what we wanted yesterday isn't going to be what we want today. We're much more into a variety of experiences than our more steady state male partners. Even though they want lots of variety and experiences and sex positions and trying new things, they'll be happier for a lot longer with penis and vagina intercourse than we will, especially if we're not orgasming from it. Orgasming from intercourse is a learned skill. You have to work on it. Most women don't automatically do it. We learn how to do it over time. So if you think you're one of those women who can't come from intercourse, I want to reframe that for you, that you just can't come yet, that yes. you just haven't come yet. Mm -hmm. It's the learnable skill. So the thing is that you have to be very, very communicative, but you're dealing with the fact that you live in this animal body. So when you're giving your partner advice about how to stimulate your body, they need that information. It's not failure, it's feedback for them. Mm -hmm. And it's very important for them to get that information all the time from you. You have to be on the same team. And basically you're on the same team, teaming up against the fact that you're an animal because you've got to get your partner clued in to what you want. Mm -hmm. And what you want, you know what you want. You say, oh, I don't know what I want. You do know what you want. You know in your intuitive body, you know in your gut, you know, in the feedback of whether it's too hard, too soft, annoying, not enough, you want more, go up, go down, I'm bored, this is fun, do it some more, you stop too soon, whatever it is, you do know, mm -hmm. you just have to put voice to words. And it's like, don't shoot the messenger. I'm not telling you, you did a bad job, partner. What I'm saying is my animal is telling me some information I'm going to tell you so you can win and be respected, which mm -hmm. is the thing that you want. And when our partner, instead of contracting, oh, you, you liked it last time, I don't know, you know, whatever. And they always, <laughs> when they stop taking it personally mm -hmm. and they start getting hungry for the information because they see that they're starting to win, they're getting better at giving you incredible pleasure, which is if there is a goal, that's their goal. They want to give you incredible pleasure. They need your feedback, but what they need to do is encourage and appreciate and acknowledge you for doing it. Because mm -hmm. the first time you give them feedback and they contract, you're afraid to do it again. Right. So they must thank you for it. And mm -hmm. that's the thing. When you're in, when you're making love, you want to be in a trance state. You want to be in the theta brainwave state, not the beta brainwave that you and I are in right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kristen, we're awake and aware in a beta brainwave state mm -hmm. talking and discussing. But if we were making love, we would want to be surrendered out of our mind in our body. Right. And the theta state is the state of meditation, mm -hmm. of dream, and of orgasm. It's the letting go of time and surrendering to pleasure, surrendering to connection. And when I just have to interrupt because when you yeah. say that, what came up for me was, um, so sex can be <laughs> meditative. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So there you I go. Actually, all my people I tell to meditate, go have some sex. My husband and I have had an orgasmic meditation practice for yeah. 17 oh, years. See, there you go. I'll, I'll explain what it is in just a second, but I'll finish yeah. on why it's so important that your partner thanks you actually mm -hmm. verbally thanks you. Thank you, baby. Got it higher now. How's this? How's the pressure? More, right? When they thank you, then you know you're safe mm -hmm. to tell them more. So it's understanding that you live in animal bodies and there's no failure. It's only feedback because you're changeable. 
and that you need constant reassurance that they want and are appreciative of your feedback. But you don't need to say, please, will you do this? Or please, can you? Or thank you. don't say that. He says it to you. He thanks you for the feedback, but you don't use your manners when you give him the direction. Because if you have to use your manners, you get out of your theta state of surrender to pleasure and into your beta state of awake and aware, and it breaks the sexual trance. He has to know that you blurt it out and he thanks you for it. Right. And I was just, I just wrote on my notepad, passive aggressive. This is not about pouting, turning your head trying to hint to your partner. I tell people all the time, you can't hint. You need just a need to say it, say, say it. it. Yeah. And for those, Susan, that are more timid or aren't really opened up yet sexually, do you have any sort of mm, tools or things that they can use to really promote them to speak up? Because it can be very scary for a lot of people to say what they want. I know I coach women with that sometimes when they're feeling as though their man isn't giving them what they need and they're, and they're mad. You know, I'm just, he won't even, blah, blah, blah. and I said, have you spoken to him? Have you told him, tell him what you need. He wants to please you. She's like, no, he should know. And I'm like, no, he shouldn't know. So can we talk about like, what does it look like for someone a, that might be timid or someone who, who's um, thinking that a man should just know? Well, you're absolutely right that there's no way he can know. And not only that, you're different today than you were yesterday. So how could he possibly know about what you want today? The second thing is that you do know and your body knows and it's your job to tell him, but it's his job to make you feel safe in telling him or her, whatever, whoever your partner is. Yeah. So the sexual soulmate pact is the exact technique that you need to feel comfortable putting words to the feelings in your body in the moment that guide your partner to deliver more pleasure for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I love that you say that we're hardwired for pleasure. Yeah. Can you explain what that means that we're hardwired for pleasure? Yes. Um, we have pleasure sensation receptors all over our body. And we like full body touch. We like our skin stroked, our hair stroked, our eyelids kissed, our feet rubbed, our belly rubbed, our back rubbed, our butt squeezed, our vulva massaged, licked, pleasured. We like all of those things. And like any animal, if we haven't had a lot of of a varied touch, our mechanoreceptors on our skin, our proprioceptive receptors, our sensation, all of those neural pathways are stunted. Mm -hmm. So if you were in solitary confinement for 10 years and you came out, you'd have to actually warm your body back up again for mm. touch and sensation. And with regard to orgasm, orgasms are learned skills. And there are 20 kinds of orgasms that we can have as human beings. Some of them are using toys, fetish, fantasy. Um, some of them are verbal, dirty talk, um, orgasmic commands. Others are body-based locations like the tip of our clitoris, the tip of our penis, our G-spot for women, the prostate for men. Um, you know, there's just kissing, oral pleasuring. There's so, there's cervical orgasms, there's blended orgasms. There's all kinds of ways you can stimulate the body to affect orgasmic pleasure. Uh, breasts, nipples. Um, I mean, that's a huge one for women that often is underutilized because so many women have a, a an unhappy relationship with their breasts. They don't mm -hmm. like their breasts because they hold them to some standard yes. that they don't think that they've achieved. When in fact, they, they have this incredible amount of pleasure potential that, that, that goes by the wayside because they have this, their mind made up that there's something wrong with them. Can Body I just break it? I, I just need time. to break in there real quick, because that is something that I have interviewed a lot of men about all through my life. Like, what kind of boobs do you like? What do you like? What do you like? What do you like? I have got to tell you 99.9% .9 of the time they have said all breasts. Yeah. 
they, like, they didn't really care small, big. I'm like, you mean you like that? You like that? You like, they're like, yeah, they're boobs. Yeah. So I think we've, we're all jacked up in our heads yeah. about having to look perfect. They're not. <laughs> that's what I'm finding. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing when we're estrogen dominant with that monkey mind of ours, we really need to have a mindfulness practice during our lovemaking where we, every time a negative thought comes into our mind, does this, does my butt look fat in this sex position? Is my cellulite showing? Are my boobs looking saggy? You know, Oh, I don't like what he's doing. Oh God, the music's too loud, whatever it might be. We what we really need to do is to get a hold of ourselves yeah. and, and switch the channel in our mind from body bashing to KLUV, change it to radio station KLUV mm. and just get present again with your partner. Um, that's of the six essentials for connected sex. The number one technique is to be present during mm. lovemaking, mm. not worrying about what happened in the past, not catastrophizing the future, but being in the interplay of connection with your partner in the moment where you're co-creating the joy. <clears throat> you know, Dr. David Snarch, who wrote a book called Passionate Marriage, he's written many books. He's an amazing uh, author. He says there's three kinds of sex. There's the kind of sex where you're essentially using friction, where you're getting off and they're getting off, but you're not really connected. That's, you know, the one night stand, the booty call, what have you. Uh, and then there's the connected sex where there's the interplay and the presence and you're, you're actually generating the, the joy together in you don't know where their pleasure starts and your pleasure ends. And then Snark says there's a third kind of sex and that's more of a role play type of a thing where you're acting out experiences and just playing and having fun with different kinds of, you know, lovemaking scenes, if you will. Mm -hmm. It could be, mm -hmm. you know, dominant daddy and little girl. That's a really popular one because women are looking for the masculine to take over so she can surrender to her pleasure. They will do, I want you to tell me what to do. I want to know I'm satisfying you and I want you to run the bedroom game. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really fun experience for a woman and for, for many men. However, men have an issue with performance anxiety. They have an issue with premature ejaculation. They, they feel like they can't last long enough. Uh, they're, they're worried they're giving you pleasure. So then they're not present when they're worried about those things. Right. So staying connected and in the moment is a practice. Sex is a mindfulness practice and lovemaking is a conjoined trance state. And if you think about it that way, you can be like, oh, right, that monkey mind. Well, I have that problem when I meditate and when I have sex. I see what you mean. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to calm it all down and get present and bring myself back every time. What, would, what advice would you give to someone who's afraid to share their fantasies? Fantasies can be a very vulnerable place for people where they're really like, well, I don't want to tell my partner this. What if I get laughed at? Yeah, well, um, there's a, another free, I have a lot of free things. I love I'm it. Bring old it, and I've been around forever, but I have a book called Dirty Talk. Um, it's at dirtytalkbook.com. And I give you five ways to talk dirty without feeling weird. Mm -hmm. Most dirty talk comes from pornography. And again, it's debasing and degrading to women. Um, the best kind of dirty talk is more in the realm of worship and adoration. Love and that. appreciation. And so what I do in dirty talk at dirtytalkbook.com is I teach you how to tell fantasy stories. You know, we've been talking a lot about brainwave states on this particular conversation. And, and I'm all about that. I'm I know. huge into that. I know. That's why I, that's why I'm, I'm bringing it today love it. into our conversation. Um, there are three dominant types of sexual lovers. Um, people who are auditory, visual, or kinesthetic in that theta trance state. And the auditory people, they really like to hear you moan and sigh. They like you to tell them sexy stories while you're making love to them. 
They love that piece of it. Mm -hmm. Where someone who's more kinesthetic, that's not as appealing to them because they like the feeling. They might be the one who closes their eyes and wants the room dark so they can just feel, feel it. They're the feelers. They're the mm -hmm. sensation hungerers. And then there's the visuals. Those visual people, they want to look you in the eyes when you orgasm. They want to have sex in front of a mirror. They want you to wear lingerie and dance for them. You know, mm -hmm. um, they're more visual. So understanding what your style is, what your dominant lovership style is and what your partner's dominant style are means you can take turns. Like it, my husband is, a, is an auditory, which is why I know how to talk dirty and tell fantasy stories. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm a kinesthetic, so he does not take it personally when I close my eyes and just feel the pleasure that he's mm -hmm. delivering to me. He doesn't think I'm leaving him. He knows I'm right there, yeah. but I can feel more when I have less other sensory experiences. Mm -hmm. So when you have fantasies, there are fantasies that you want to use for masturbation purposes only that are your private fantasies that are just things that get you off for whatever reason. And one of the things that I say is, especially to men, stop watching so much porn and get back to using fantasy. Try mm -hmm. to generate your own turn on within you because it's in there and you don't need some third party merchant of masturbation, making money off of you, filling your head with things that are actually going to make you a worse lover. Think about fantasy and those are our private thoughts and they can be anything then there are the fantasies of things that you'd like to try oh i've always wanted to you know i i never thought i would like spanking but now all of a sudden it's appealing to me and i get that it's not actually painful it's actually just waking up my my butt cheeks and i think that would really turn me on and i have this idea where i want you to put me over your lap and spank me and tell me i've been such a bad girl all right so you mm -hmm. want to get spanked you want to be pretend you have a scene where you're this bad girl um, it's funny, I'm using daddy things today for some reason. Just, I don't know why. I have a million fantasy ideas, but that we're today we're on the daddy, we're on the Dom Daddy little girl one. Okay. And because uh, it's a fun one for women. A lot of women yeah. do like that. A lot of women are like, I wish he would just take me. But he's been mm -hmm. so afraid to take you because he doesn't want to piss you off, you know. Mm -hmm. So there have to be clear communications. And when you share a fantasy, a lot of times it's really fun to share that fantasy during lovemaking. You can get on top of your partner and ride him cowgirl style and say, I have a fantasy I want to share with you. Now, I don't know if we're ever going to do it or I don't want to do it. It's just a dirty story and I want to tell you. Can I tell you? Mm -hmm. Or you can do it after you made love or you can do it in the car on the way to something or you can text the fantasy or you can whisper it in your partner's ear during commercial breaks on the show you're watching whatever it doesn't really matter how you communicate things but one of the things that scares you about sharing fantasies or little freaky things you think you want to try is that you don't want your partner to think you're weird and the only reason that they would think you're weird is that they don't quite understand why that fantasy is sexy to you. Mm -hmm. Now, what I can tell you is that most partners who, all partners who share their fantasies with each other have a really wide and vast palette of sensual experiences together that give them a really good sex life. And the people that don't have a very limited variety of things. Your partner's gonna come up with stuff you'd never think of. And you're gonna be like, oh, that's a good one. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna think of things that, that would never, that they would never think of, that they would be happy to do with you. So fantasy, role play, sex toys, sex positions, different sex locations, new sex techniques, new orgasm skills. These are the variety that keeps your sex life spicy. You desire begins in arousal in begins in relaxation, but it is heightened by novelty and variety. Mm -hmm. If you do the same old thing all the time, you're stuck in the safe zone and that's boring. If you only are constantly doing novelty, you get edgy and out and you're like, oh, this is a little too much for me. I need to get back to some security. So that you, you're constantly 
uh, trying to keep the scales equalized between the safety and security and the variety and the novelty so that you're upping your desire together by doing new things, sharing new ideas, learning things together, and tr- and getting that new relationship energy going. Mm-hmm. You know, I read in your book, I'm, I'm not sure which one it was, but you talked about how fear and boredom are the enemy in a relationship. They are stress. Yeah. The stress and boredom. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Stress kills your libido and boredom kills your desire. Mm-hmm. Well, I am absolutely so thrilled that we have this conversation because yeah. it's just covering so many aspects of a sexual life between two partners things that come up it's just normal and natural that these things come up nobody's weird nobody's you know off base this is this is about connection and we both know that that connecting in the bedroom is so incredibly healthy for a relationship it is it really is it is fuel for your creativity and confidence mm-hmm See, I love that. Will you explain that a little bit? Sure. Fuel well, for creativity and confidence. Yes. You feel more confident when you're better in bed. When you're sexually satisfied and act, active and satisfied, you feel more confident as a person and less nervous and less strung out and more, you feel more resourceful. And when you are feeling turned on, your creativity is um, supported by that turn on mm. uh and and so that comp that, that it gives you that confidence and that that creativity just and you're also and you're also getting into the theta waves which is right that's where all that comes in all that creativity oh i love this so much so let's say a couple is struggling in this department and you have so much amazing content. I mean, I've looked through your stuff and I'm like, wow, where to start? Where would a person start? So where, what would be like a first step, just a really good first step for probably one of the partners, because not always it's both partners that are seeking this or realize that there's an issue or that they want more. So where would you send somebody that's listening right now that to just like open the door to this whole, I I sent a friend there already to your site who was struggling. And this person was like, text me, holy crap, everything I wanted to, I'm getting turned on just watching her site (laughs) or her (laughs) looking at her content. And it's not that guys, I don't want to tell you, this is not dirty stuff. This is just, it's, it's just even being in Susan's words and energy and, and vibration and listening to the things that she says, like you already start to awaken because you're going into an area that you perhaps have stifled or just kind of put on the back burner when it's like you've said, Susan, it's so, it's so much a primal part of us that even just like that one friend going into your stuff and sending me the text, like, Holy cow. I'm like, yeah, dig in. I can't wait. I can't wait till this is published and, and this person can listen to it. So where well, would a person start? It depends on your need state. You know, I help people from 19 to 90, across the gender spectrum, around the world, from myriad cultures. And everybody's at a different place. Mm-hmm. I think the number one place to start is the sexual soulmate pact, because once you learn how to know what you want and communicate it, it just helps you and your partner get better in bed. If you are a little bored and you want to spice up your sex life, I'd recommend trying my seven stimulating sex positions. It's a free downloadable illustrated guide to the seven positions that I think are the best. And sometimes it's as simple as, and that's at sevenpositions.com, the number seven, and then the word positions, sevenpositions.com. Sometimes just mixing it up with a new sex position is all that you need to get yourself back on track. If you are interested in solo pleasuring and you don't have a partner right now and you wanna work on your orgasm skills, I recommend trying my G-Spot Joy, G-S-P-O-T-J-O-Y.com, G-Spot Joy. Um, Awakening your G-Spot 
and awakening your vulva is a very, very, very good thing to do. If you're the masculine and you have stamina issues or you're the feminine and you have difficulty achieving orgasm from penetration, I recommend thrust in time, which is a sex position and sex technique at thrustintime.com that helps your partner last longer so you can achieve orgasm. And it, it has, it works. So that's a very nice one. I mean, it really just depends on kind of where you are with things and what you're looking for. So that's why I have such, that's why I've written 35 books (laughs) and sex techniques. (laughs) There's so much to know. There's so much to know, but it does. I I feel like for everybody, when they start in, in, on this journey to a healthier or more connected sex life, just the little wins are going to start promoting you to go, wow, this whole door has opened, this whole world has just opened up for me that I didn't even know was there. I mean, this is not something, let's face it, that mom and dad are teaching us. Well, and, and (laughs) it's, 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 you can't expect your parents to teach you how to have sex. That's your yeah. job. Um, you we know, love that. one of the things that I liked about coming on your show, Kristen, is that you attract people who are personal development oriented. Mm-hmm. You attract people who are open to personal growth because your sexuality, it, your sexual growth and maturation is occurring your whole life long or it's, or it's mothballed and you're not growing and changing. But personal growth mindset people tend to be people who are also like, oh, I can learn stuff about sex and get better at that too. I'm in. That sounds mm-hmm. good. Those are my people. People who are like, okay, I just want to keep getting better and better and better as a lover my whole life long. What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? And I can tell you that there is always more. There is yeah. so much pleasure yes. and connection to be had. And I think a lot of people don't even know that they can do this. Like they didn't even know that it could, this is a whole world that might be opening up for so many listeners right now. And and Susan, I'm just so incredibly grateful to have you here. This has been like the hour went by in like 30 (laughs) seconds to me is like, (laughs) my goodness, you have, you are a wealth of knowledge and information, but I also feel your heart and you're, you're, you're in touch with your intuitive body as well. I can tell that this is like a, just a really a a spiritual thing too, as well as just information. This is not just, Hey, here's how you get off. You know, there's so much more passion, passion. Yeah. It's beautiful. So I just want to give you a big thank you for being here. I really appreciate that. And you guys, I will be posting all of these links in the show notes, but also her main website, which is personallifemedia.com personallifemedia.com and, your and you can follow me on Instagram. I post more personal pictures of who I am on Instagram and that's at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N, Susan Bratton. All righty. Thank you so much, Susan. Thanks, Susan. I appreciate you being here.